Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. What we're going to be talking about today is how you don't need to be letting your enemies bother you, right? Because I'm sure a lot of us have enemies, and enemies can come in many forms. It can come in people who are jealous of you, people who are stabbing you in your back, people who are trying to come for you, people who are trying to make you look bad on the job, people who are trying to ruin your marriage, people who are trying to anything, right? Gossip about you. But God specifically tells us that we don't need to be concerned about these people. You let God be concerned about those people because nobody is exempt from enemies. And as I always feel is that if you don't have somebody hating on you, somehow to some capacity then evidently you must not be doing something right and you may not be worth you know hating on I hate to be like that but ultimately you should always take enemies and haters as a way that they are so consumed with you and what you are doing with your life that they are willing to take time out of their busy day to focus on what you are doing and try to just to destruct your stuff and I know that it could seem like oh we need to be worried about what they're doing but we don't We don't need to be worried about them because we serve a God that can handle them. We serve a God who knows what we're doing. He knows what they're doing. He knows their every move and he can detour all of that. And ultimately, there are even times when God will triumphant you in front of your enemies just to let them know who they're dealing with. Right. So let's go ahead and get into some scriptures. The first one I want to get into comes from Psalms. It is Psalms 109, 2 through 5. And it specifically says this. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred, and they have fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they attack me, but I am in prayer. They have repaid me evil for good and the hatred for my love. So if we know, and I want to start off by this, if you know Psalms, Psalms was written by David. And we're going to get into David in a few seconds because David was one of the greatest kings, a man after God's own heart. But yet enemies kept coming for him. And it was an opportunity for David to always triumphant over his enemies and show them who he was. they were dealing with. And who they were dealing with is they was dealing with the child of God, period, point blank. So in this particular situation, yes, you might feel like I am trying to live my best life. I am being nice to people. I am living in a godly character. I am doing everything that God has intended me to do. I have been in this situation, but yet no matter how nice I am, no matter how forgiving, no matter what, people are still coming against me. That's nothing new. And the fact that oftentimes people can mistake kindness for weakness. People can mistake Christians for being so kind and so nice that they feel like, you know, you're their doormat. But understand that you don't need to stoop to their level and become or do what they're doing in order to circumvent anything. Ultimately, your goal is to keep your eyes focused on God and God will specifically tell you how you can circumvent your enemies and allow you to be glorified in the process, right? Because even if you read the book of Esther, her uncle Mordecai, Haman was coming for Mordecai, right? And he was he built gallows to hang his head and everything. Haman did not go out and try to assassinate. I mean, Mordecai did not go out and try to assassinate Haman or do anything. The only thing that he did was just mind his own business. And God glorified Mordecai by by bringing by waking up the king in the middle of the night and 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 bringing it to the attention that the king 
that Mordecai had done something for the king and that ended a celebration for Mordecai in front of his enemies. And at the end of the whole book of Esther, what ended up happening? Haman ended up hanging on the same gallows that he planned for Mordecai. So I say that all to say that you don't have to worry about anything. Just focus your eyes on God and do what he's telling you to do and God is going to handle it all. So I want to get into some more stuff specifically regarding David. I started off with this because we know that David wrote the book of Psalms. And so we need to get into exactly some of the stuff that he was talking about. And so we're going to go to um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Are you tired of being stuck in the same place day after day, month after month, year after year, and you just don't know how to make your life better, level up your life, or glow up your life? Do you want to write a book, start a business, or you just don't know how to take the next steps? Hi, I am Dr. Sophia Reed, and I know what that's like. Just like it says in Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Despite popular belief, God does want you to have the life that you desire. But the secret to that is to also have contentment and to know that to whom much is given, much is required. If you join my Patreon for only $5 a month, I give self-improvement tips on how to level up your life, how to help you reach goals, how to start an online business, how to write a book, whatever goals you have for yourself, I can definitely help you get there. So join today. And so I'm going to pick up from verse 33. So the first thing that we see, because David had many enemies, and this is where we're going to talk about before David actually came into his glory. David was anointed to be king, but nobody really knew David. Nobody really cared. Nobody even believed it. I mean, it was just like, whatever. So the first thing was that David defeated Goliath, which was a Philistine. So here we pick up from 33. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go up against this Philistine and fight him for you are only a young man and has been and he has been a warrior since his youth. Stop there. The first thing that you need to realize about your enemies is that they don't have they just simply do not have any power. I don't care how high they think that they are, how much they might be your boss how much they might, how much money they have, what position they have in the community, what position they might have in the church. If they are doing you wrong, that's it. It doesn't matter what they have going on because God is going to work through you or he is going to work on your behalf in order to defeat those enemies. And it doesn't matter who they are. If they are coming against God's child, it don't matter. And that's specifically what David said if we go down to verse 36. He says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and the uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted and defiled the armies of the one and only true living God. It is so powerful for him to say that. And that is not cocky. You know, we have to understand that as God's children, we understand who we are under God. Never once did David say, oh, okay, well, I really hope that God will take care of Goliath for me. Um, I don't know. He was like, I'm sorry. Do you not know who I am? I am a child of God and this Philistine is coming against the child of God. Not only the child of God, but the children of God. And I will defeat this Philistine this day because he has stepped into my territory and he has defiled the armies of the one and only true living God. Period. Point. Dot. I'm not scared of him. I don't care how much training he has. I don't care how tall he is. I don't care what he did. Ultimately, this is not going to subside and the person that is going to help me do it is God because he said 
if you back up, and I'm not going to read the whole verse, that when he killed a bear and when he killed a lion, God helped him deliver that. Or excuse me, let's go to um to 37. David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, may the Lord be with you. And Saul probably didn't even believe it at this point. He was like, okay, if you want to sit up there and go do that, then fine. Go, it's your funeral, whatever it is that you want to do. But never did David said, I can in my own might defeat um, this Philistine. Never in my own might did I defeat the bear and the lion. Ultimately, God helped me defeat these seemingly impossible things. They were coming against me and they are my enemies and they were trying to touch a child of God and therefore I'm going to work with God and God is going to allow me to defeat you in whatever way that he deems necessary and I ain't never scared and that's the mentality that we need to have it's not arrogant it is not cocky to understand that God can work through us in order to defeat those who are coming against us now you can't be sitting up there doing wrong first right and then be like oh God protect me because we always reap what we sow but if this is a position in which they are really just coming against a child of God, don't necessarily despise it. Because what do we know about David and Goliath? That was the prime opportunity for David to be glorified and start to step into his calling. And had he not had an enemy such as Goliath, that would not have been necessary. So understand that everything is in God's divine timing, everything that is in God's um, divine purpose and instead of fighting or being worried or anxious about it we also understand that we trust that God knows what he is doing and that we work with God in order to have the situation work together for our greater good because we love him and we know that we are called according to his purpose right and so let's continue we're going to go to chapter I mean, verses 43. And this is where Daniel goes and steps out in order to defeat Goliath. Mind you, in David's mind, there was no doubt that he was going to defeat Goliath. Everybody else was doubtful. And I've certainly been in this situation whenever people are coming against me. They're trying to bully me. They're trying to gossip about me. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. And people are like, well, maybe you just shouldn't say anything. Maybe you should just bow down. Maybe you should not... You know, you should just cower. You should be scared. I'm not scared of no man. I'm sorry. I fear a God. That is the person that I fear. And if you think that I'm going to bow down and allow you to intimidate me so much that I step out of my God-given destiny, then we're really going to have a problem because you don't own me. You don't have no power over me, right? And so that is what David knew. And so when he steps out, the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with a shepherd's staff and a Philistine? Cursed David by the gods. So here Goliath is cursing at David. None of the Jewish people really believed that David could do it. They kind of already made fun of him earlier in the chapter, and I didn't go into that, but they did. And now, but David still remains unfazed. Here this giant is threatening, cursing him, telling him that you're about to die. And David was like, I'm sorry, you must not know who I am, right? <clears throat> then David said to the Philistine, you come with me with a sword and spear and a javelin, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. Understand that this is not a situation where David was like, I'm going to come in my own right. I can do, I can do. No, you come with me with all these worldly weapons, with your gossip, with your manipulation of power, with these other people trying to bully me, with this crazy stuff you're trying to do on the job, with trying to backstab me, with trying to hurt me through all of your worldly ways. But understand the person that I come with 
is God and he knows you, he knows me, he knows this situation and ultimately I am going to come out triumphant. I don't care who you got on your side. I don't care who you are. I don't care what things you have at your disposal. There are no match for me and my God, period. You may be a divorcee, a widow, a one-night stand, a woman that has never been married, or a woman who became a mother through an unplanned pregnancy. It does not matter. What does matter is today. Today is a new day. Yesterday is gone and passed away. And with every renewing day, you have an opportunity to reinvent yourself. But the key is stepping into your future and letting go of the past. Hi, my name is Dr. Sophia Reed, and that was just a short excerpt from my book, Fix It Jesus for Single Moms Only, the straightforward, no-nonsense guide to passion, purpose, and prayer. This 30-day devotional is an Amazon bestseller and is available on Kindle, Amazon, and also through audiobook. I created this book specifically for single moms because it is dedicated to your journey as a single mom and living the best life possible, the one that God has for you. Don't continue to stand in condemnation because you are a single mom. God does not view you as inadequate and therefore you no longer need to see yourself as such. Today is a new day. It is time to step forward into the life and the purpose that God has for you. And also, don't forget to visit my website where you can get the accompanying workbook and video for the book. So we know that David did something very extraordinary. He slung a sling a rock at Goliath. It somehow turned into a bullet, picked up wind while in the air and struck him in the head. And basically that was like the first gun for all we knew, right? He died. Um, Goliath did. And everybody and the whole army, the Philistine army was utterly shocked because they really thought that they had the upper hand because they sent out the strongest man in worldly terms, the more experienced man in worldly terms. They thought they had the advantage in worldly terms but what they did not count on was that they did not count on God how strong God was and how strong God was willing to fight for those who will depend on him period so I want to continue on because after this one might think that David's life would be easy it was not easy because ultimately Saul became an enemy of David because he became very jealous Saul was king and now people like David more than Saul because David was out here wrecking people because God was on his side and the spirit of God had left Saul. And so when you have the spirit of God on your side, you can be doing miraculous things and also understand that not everybody is going to be happy for the things because really David was slaying Philistines. The Philistines was both David and Saul's enemy. Instead of Saul being happy for what David was doing, he became jealous because the attention was not on him. You could be the nicest person. You could be doing the greatest things. You can want the best for people. You could be trying to treat your enemies nice. And ultimately, they will still hate you simply because they are jealous and they just don't want to like you because they, they don't like themselves. They don't like the God in you. And they are jealous because they cannot do what you can do. And therefore, they got a problem with you. But is that your fault? No, that's their problem, right? So then, so then let's go into um, some information about Saul. So, in 19.1 in 1 Samuel, now Saul told his son Jonathan and all his servants to kill David, but Jonathan's son, Saul, excuse me, now Saul told his son Jonathan and all of his servants to kill David, but Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. So he told David, Saul is my father seeking to kill you, so stop. So a lot of the times 
God will even, because Jonathan was basically best friends with David. Even though Jonathan was Saul's son, he still valued David more because really he was recognizing the God that was in David. So you don't know what type of people, and I'm pretty sure that God specifically sent Jonathan in that situation to become friends with David to warn him of that very situation. God is already at where your where where your enemies are. God foresaw that that Saul will become jealous after David slog, slew Goliath and all these other people, and that he would start acting stupid. So God already planted Jonathan to become best friends with David well before that, so that when the plot came in, Jonathan betrayed his own father and told David what the deal is. That is how God works. It's not like he just all of a sudden popping up and he shocked that your enemies are coming for you. No, he already got a plan. He already worked it out. He already putting people in position so that when the time comes, the only thing you have to be is never scared, right? So then let's continue. Hi, my name is Dr. Sophia Reed, the author of the amazing Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. And I'm here to tell you about my book for Christian single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, the straightforward, no-nonsense guide to dating, relationships, and self-improvement. How many of you feel frustrated with God because you have not met the one yet or because you keep getting into bad relationships? How many of you are just sitting, wishing, hoping, thinking, and praying that the day comes until you get married and with each passing day, you sink deeper into depression because you're still single? Well, no more. If this sounds like you, this book is for you because it is the most honest, funny, and amazing Christian books for single women that you're gonna read. Through 30 amazing chapters, each handcrafted for you and the issues that you face as a single Christian woman, this book is unlike any other that you've read before. Available in audio, paperback, and ebook. To buy, all you have to do is go to my site, sophisticatedmom.com, shop my store to see all of my products, and there you will see my book specifically for single women. Pick yours up today. Because when we talk about Goliath and when we talk about how David handled Saul, there are two different things that you need to notice. There is a time to slay, which David did slay Goliath, and there is a time to be still. You need to know what the difference is. Sometimes God wants to handle, handle your enemies on your behalf and you not lift a finger. And sometimes God wants to use you to handle your enemies. We see that God used David to handle his enemies in Goliath, but in Saul, God chose to handle things on his behalf. But here's how you know the difference. When we go to 1 Samuel 23, 10, then David said, O Lord, O God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul, Saul intends to come to Kelia and destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Kelia hand me over to him? Will Saul come down just as your servant heard, heard or Lord of Israel? I pray, tell your servant and the Lord, um, tell your, tell, I pray, Tell your servant. And the Lord said he will come down. David always, it's not like David was acting out of cockiness. And here's what people have to understand. Yes, David was very sure of what God was going to do for him in Saul's situation and in Goliath's situation. But the reason for that is because David always asked God what to do first. If, if God said slay Goliath, then that's what he was going to do. Because even before he slayed Goliath, he already knew, hey, I'm going to chop off your head. Everything that he said, David ended up doing because God has told him. There's no way that David would have known that had God had told him. But imagine if he would have took it upon his own hands and to kill Saul and God did not tell him to do that. You have to ask God first 
What is it that you intend me to do in this situation? Sometimes it's not always for you to take things in your own hands. Sometimes it's for you to wait, but God will always give you direction. That is why it is not good to be like, oh, you messing with a child of God? You just wait. You and just going all crazy because it's like, okay, but God, you have to act in accordance to how God is telling you to do and stepping in the wrong direction when God did not tell you to do that, then ultimately you're going to mess up what he plans to do to your enemies because you have decided to take out your own vengeance and you did not decide to call him first. So in this whole war with Saul, David asked specifically every single time you continuously see throughout the Bible, God, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And God told him. And so ultimately David was not the one to kill Saul because David did not want to put his hands on a man of God. And in chapter 31, 9, it says, so so, excuse me, I'm back up to eight. The next day when the Philistines came to plunder the dead, they found Saul and his three sons falling on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Saul's head and stripped him of his weapons and armor and sent them throughout the land of the Philistines to bring the good news to the house of their idols and to the people. Ultimately, God delivered Saul in the hands of his enemy, not into the hands of David, but was justice served for what he was doing to David. Yes. Did Saul's actions towards David prevent David from being king? No, it did not. So this is why it's important to understand that when the enemy's coming to get against you, yes, God is going to handle it, but you also have to know in which way God plans to handle it. And the way that you know that is that you have to continuously consult God. You cannot just take it in your own hands and feel like, oh, I'm a child of God and this is the way I'm going to do it and God is going to back me. You don't know that because you didn't ask. Imagine if 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 David was like, oh, I'm scared to slay Goliath, surely this is not what God wants me to do because I'm fearful that he would have missed out on a blessing. And that was the way that ultimately propelled him into his purpose. Right. Or imagine if um David would have killed Saul, then God might have got upset with him because ultimately God what I mean, Saul was touched by God in the very beginning before he withdrew his favor from him. And even David knew that he's like, yo, I'm not even going to touch it. I asked God about it. He said no, even though David, I mean, Saul was wrong and Saul was coming against David, David did not think, oh, well, now it's okay for me to put my hands on a man of God or or the king or a man who was God. Instead, he consulted and ultimately God took care of it by delivering him into the hands of the Philistines. So God got his vengeance either way. So we cannot try to always figure out what God is doing or how he's trying to handle our enemies. We just know that he's going to do it. And we also can't expect to have a certain outcome of how he's going to handle our enemies. It requires trust. It requires being one with God. It requires praying. That's one of the first verses that I read. Praying about what you should do and then following through and listening to what God is telling you in all situations. And that way you don't fear, you don't worry. You just know that if you are in the right and your enemies are truly and genuinely coming against you, then God is going to handle it in a way that he sees fit, right? All right, guys, I definitely hope that that made sense. Don't forget to stay tuned after the video so you can see how to follow me on social media. And I will see you guys another day, another time. Bye, y'all. I love getting up close and personal. And if you want to connect with me and stay updated and get more amazing content, then feel free to follow me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram where I post additional content as well as stories. Or if you don't have an Instagram, then you can also like my Facebook page where I also post additional content. If you enjoyed my show and want to donate into my ministry, you can do that at paypal.me backslash sophisticated mom on any mobile device or computer. Not ready for the show to end? It doesn't have to. You can head over to my site where you can read hundreds of articles. 
And also you can feel free to shop my store where I have all of my products for sale. And last but not least, for even more video content, feel free to visit my YouTube channel where I talk about a wide array of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed.